Welcome to the Sardacne Podcast, brought to you by The Driving Force and ElitePowerSkating.com. Today's guest, Sam Gagne. Sam uh, has been a player that I've been fortunate enough to coach and follow his career from when he came into the league to where he is right now. Um, amazing hockey player, but even a better guy, and we're really excited to have Sam. So without further ado, Sam Gagne. Podcast. Yeah, Great thanks. to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, pretty unique journey. Uh, typical, typical kid that loved the game of hockey, but it was. Uh, let's just start. Uh, let's just start about growing up. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Sam's father, Dave Gagne, had a very, very long, illustrious career in the NHL. And uh, let's just talk a little bit about that growing up because you didn't have that traditional childhood where you just stayed in one spot. Yeah, um, I, my kids are kind of going through it now, but um, yeah, bounced around a little bit growing up, and um, you know, I think there's positives and negatives to it. Um, I think uh, having a chance to kind of move around and see some different things as a kid um, really helps you grow as a person, and you get to meet a lot of people. Um, you know, obviously, it's nice to live in one spot as well. Um, I got that a little bit. My dad retired when I was like 10 years old, so. From 10 until um, I moved off to junior, uh, I was living in Oakville, Ontario. And, um, you know, I, that, that st still feels like home to me just because it was the one place that, you know, I lived in for, you know, a long period of time. Uh, I guess you can count Edmonton as that, uh, in that as well, in that I played here for, you know, seven years prior to this. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I my parents are, are great people and, um um, you know, I think, you know, if you talk to my sisters, we're, we're so happy with the way we were brought up and, um, you know, everything that, uh, uh all the opportunity we were given to, uh, grow into the people we are today. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, nothing but, uh, good things coming from my childhood for sure. Obviously you're a young kid when your dad played, but, uh, what's your earliest memory? Do you have, do you have any early memories from when your dad still played where you had a chance to skate or mm -hmm. be around him? Yeah, um, I think that's the cool part about, you know, your dad growing up in the NHL is you get to be around the rink. And, and for, for me, uh, like in the game of hockey, it was just, uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I remember being around the rink in Calgary when Jerome McGinley was a rookie and, you know, being around the rink in, uh, in Florida and, um, you know, getting to meet uh, some of those guys there. I remember uh, having, I had to wear a... Um, a helmet to go on the ice in Florida and I didn't have my helmet with me so um, Marty Straka had the smallest head on the team and they they uh, went to give me his helmet and it didn't fit my head was too big at like 10 years old so you know little stories like that um, but just being around the rink and getting to meet some uh, you know some of the people that you know you consider your heroes um, but at the end of the day you realize you know they're just normal people and you know I think that was a cool thing about having a dad grow up in it is um, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, your dad plays in the NHL. It's like, well, it's just my dad. You know, it's just, um, you know, th there's nothing. Uh, he's just a normal person and goes about his business just like everyone else. And, um, you know, I think that uh, learning that at a, at a young age kind of helped me adjust when I uh, ended up making it to the NHL. Um, Do you so. remember some things when you were young? Like, I know you, being an NHL hockey player is a, 24-7 job and takes your parents and in your case your dad away quite often 
you remember some lessons when you were young? Like, obviously, like being around the game is a huge part of it, but did, was your dad the kind of guy that just wanted you to be involved and discover your own way, or did he give you some tips along the way? Well, I think the one thing, if you know my dad, um, he's, he's so passionate about the sport, and, and, and he's a very intense person. And um, I think, you know, my work ethic comes from him. Uh, and I remember when he retired and he started to coach me at, you know, 10 years old, um, it, like you said, it was it was about me finding my own way, um, and, and he never really pushed anything on me. But you know, if he was going to drive me to the rink and uh, give up his his time to to help me become a hockey player, um, he just wanted to make sure that uh, you know I put in the work and and made sure that um, you know I was giving giving everything I had to it. And I think um, you know my work ethic stems from that. Um, at the end of the day, though, it was all just about fun growing up, and we did a lot of skill development. Um, you know, I think uh, there's a lot of minor hockey teams where it's, you know, they're working on systems or, you know, different things like that. And with our team, it was never that way. It was always just skill development and trying to become better players. And, um, you know, I, you know, there's a few guys from the from the, our minor hockey team that made it to the NHL, which uh, so who are some of these really guys? Happen. This is great for the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, John Tavares, you. Probably all know him. Um, what was he like growing up? He's the exact same as he is now. He just he was so focused on hockey and uh, always trying to get better. Just you know, he, he played the same way he does now, just relentless on the puck and scored goals that um, you didn't think he had any business of scoring. Um, and uh, yeah, he just you know he's the same guy now he was when he was you know 12 years old. So. Um, obviously just being named captain of the Leafs, I think uh, there's no one really more deserving. And, um, I was texting with him the other day. It's, um, it's like just a dream come true. I mean, for him growing up, uh, as a Leaf fan and, you know, getting to skate out at, uh, um, you know, in, I guess Scotiabank arena now, but, um, when we were growing up the ACC, um, as a, you know, the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, that's, a got to be a special feeling for him um but you know he deserves it he, he put in he puts in so much time uh, he works so hard at it and he's always been that way and uh people don't realize they see yeah. players like yourself or like john like they think oh just just naturally incredible and yeah well like I, that's not that's not there's a natural talent to yeah. that but there's a lot of like do you want to explain to the listeners just yeah. what's it take to build yourself into that type of hockey player well i, I think it's a huge misconception um when you look at uh you know, guys who are considered grinders or whatever, everyone's like, oh, well, it's because they work hard and they put in the time and all this kind of stuff and they make sure they're in shape. And and then when you look at skill guys, it's like, oh, it's just, you know, it's natural. It just comes to them naturally. And, you you know, you look at um, Johnny, for example. I mean, he works at it. Um, you know, he puts in the time every day to make sure that he's working on his skill and, and uh, making sure that um, – you know, his, his hands are sharp, his shot's sharp, and, and all that kind of, you know, you look at Pat Kane, and th th there's another one that guys would think, oh, well, you know, he, he's a skill guy, and it just all comes natural to him, but um, he was always been really hard on himself about uh, making sure that his, his, his game was sharp, and his hands are sharp, and, um, you know, he's always working on his hands, he's always working on, you know, different areas of the game to make himself, um, you know, get more touches, get more offense. And, you know, uh, some of it obviously comes to you a little bit na more naturally, but um, 
these guys work at it to, to get to the level they're at. Oh, without a doubt. That's, that is a giant misconception. Yeah. yeah. Everything comes with hard work. And yeah. You can talk about uh, Malcolm Gladwell and 10,000 hours, right. but it's purposeful practice from yeah. the player, but it's also self-dedicated. A, a lot of players, Sammy, like growing up in so many different cities, like let's talk about just some of those cities. Like where were the desti- – obviously they coincided with your dad, but – what are the cities you grew up in? Yeah, um, well, I started playing hockey. And I, 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 well, I originally uh, I was born in London, but my, it was the off season, so we were my dad was playing in Minnesota, so we were living in Minnesota when I was, you know, first uh, my first few years of life, and then uh, I first started playing hockey in Dallas. That was kind of the first time I ever hit the ice, and then uh, where we go from there, we went to Toronto for a little bit, and then uh, Calgary. Um, Played a little bit of hockey in Calgary and then down to Florida. Played two years of hockey there. And then my dad finished his career in Vancouver, but we were in the middle of the school year, so we didn't uh, we didn't go. And then uh, retired, and uh, I was about 10 years old then and spent the next six years in Oakville. And um, played a couple years in Oakville and then four years in Toronto. And then, uh, and then went off to play junior in uh, Sioux City, Iowa. And then uh, a year in London and then and then right to Edmonton. It's amazing how that journey goes. Um, well-storied franchise, the Toronto Marlboros, you mm-hmm. ended up playing with. You had a, a pretty special team and a sp- pretty special year. Um, do you want to tell the listeners about that year, who you play with? And like, you had a pretty pretty amazing team and pretty amazing year from what I remember. Yeah, I was there. Um, I remember we. I went there at 12 years old. Um, there was four of us from Oakville that made the switch to go to the GTHL. It was... Uh, um, myself, Justin Vive, who's uh, Rick Vive's son, uh, Cody Golbuff, who's played games, uh, about 100 games in NHL and playing in Ottawa now. Um, and then um, uh, Reggie Tresito, who had a pretty good OHL career. And then a couple of years later, uh, Johnny Tavares came, who's also from Oakville. Um, and, um, you know, our team, we had Akeem Alou played NHL games, Brent Smith still played in the NHL. Um, Brian Cameron had a great OHL career, Steve Tarasuk, great OHL career, and um, you know a bunch of guys who uh, had good junior careers, good college careers, and I think uh, it was just one of those teams that was really special. We you know, um, had a great group of guys, we're all trying to get better, love to win, um, and um, you know, won pretty much everything there was to win at, uh, at that level, and Finish it off by winning the Ontario Championships at, uh, in our minor midget year. And then, uh, yeah, it was just a really special group. Uh, my dad and uh, James Naylor were the coaches. Um, and, you know, I still keep in touch with James. Uh, just, you know, really smart hockey people and um, just a lot of fun to grow up in that environment. So staggering, staggering point totals that, uh, let's just say, Sammy, you're an offensive player. Yeah, yeah. And you always have been offensively talented, but... I think it was 173 points plus that season. Yeah. I could be wrong, yeah. uh, give or take, but just staggering, staggering numbers. Yeah. What do you remember from that year? Just you touch the puck and things would happen. Like what? Yeah, <laughs> a I lot mean, of points. Yeah, we had a dominant team, and um, there's a lot of nights when when you get up by five in the third period, it's running time, and so that happened a lot. <laughs> we're we're up by five in the third a lot, but um, I think we only lost like three or four games that entire season out of the you know, 80 or whatever we played. Um, but yeah, it was, um, 
it was a special year. Um, you know, we, we ended up playing um, London Knights in the, the finals of uh, the Ontario finals and Drew Doughty and Logan Chur, those guys, you know, so they, they had a good team as well. And um, I think we beat them five nothing or something. So it was, it was just a special group. We had a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, we're always pushing each other to get better. And, uh, um, you know, it's just uh, s- some great times growing up uh, playing there. For sure. There's something that before we move on that we just have to talk about, and that's the ODR because you kind of had a well. I think your dad, after his career, was involved with uh, with an artificial ice company and these rinks, and you know, let's not say the rink of dreams, but it was pretty much the rink of dreams. There's mm-hmm. many an NHL player that I've uh, trained and come across that have talked about this famous yeah. famous rink, and we have to talk about it first of all when your dad built it. And how many people have skated on it into this day? Like it's just yeah, you know, it's an yeah. amazing story. No, it was great. I mean, uh, when we first moved to Oakville, uh, my dad started a business called Custom Ice Rinks, and um, it was just basically at that point just building uh, rinks in backyards for people, and you know, it, all different shapes and styles. Um, ours was a fifty by ninety uh, arena with uh, with boards and netting behind the um, the nets and and everything it was just it was incredible and we had like a little uh hut that you could go in and get your gear on and get on the ice and initially it was like we had to um any anytime it snowed you just get the shovels out and shovel everything and it would take a few hours and then the next year um we got a snowblower so that that helped us kind of uh get that done a little quicker and then the next year we uh my dad took a John Deere tractor and rigged it up so that there was like a, it was like almost like a mini Zamboni. So we, we would snow blow and then Zamboni it. So it was like a full, full service operation. And, um, my friends and I was just, you know, you'd be out there, you know, hours at a, at a time. Uh, it was when I was in high school is you come home from, uh, come home for lunch, play in the rink, you'd play, you know, three or four hours after school before you had to go, practice and then um you know on the weekends it was you're out there all day so you just order pizza to the to the rink and just keep on playing so that Who, was so so what would a typical day look like who'd come over and what kind of what would it would be skill work would it be games would it be just a little bit of everything what would, what would it look like yeah it was just it was just games you just play and creativity and you know sometimes it was just you know when i come home for lunch it was just me on my own and i think it allows you to just build uh your passion for the game and be creative with it and and just have fun and you know you always envision yourself playing in the nhl and uh you know you just create little scenarios for yourself when you're out there and you just have fun with it and then um you know on weekends it was always uh we'd always play friday nights and have a practice saturday morning and then everyone would come so it was you know all my buddies from my minor hockey team and you know buddies from my hometown we just play games of three on three um and then, you know, Johnny and I are, um, jo- Johnny lived about five minutes from me. Cody Golbeth lived five minutes. We'd, we'd get together. We'd play one-on-one games and just kind of, you know, first to five type of thing, you know, posting in was how you had to score. And we had some great battles, and um, it was just a ton of fun. I mean, uh, at that age, you know, having nobody out there to critique your game or give you anything, you just play and ha- have fun with it and, there's nothing better. No, absolutely for sure. Um, so when you and Johnny T were growing up, obviously with that much time on the ice, 
any dust-ups, any altercations? Oh. There had to have been oh, playing absolutely. one-on-one against each other. Yeah, for... Absolutely. I mean, we still have dust-ups when we play against each other in the summer. Um, but, um, you know, we're both very competitive. And, um, you know, we had, had some really tight matches. I was, uh, you know, I'm a year older than him. So at that age, it, you know, it gives you a little more of a leg up. I was, um, so, but he hates losing. So there was times, I mean, I remember the one time he went into the – the, the hut that we had where we kept all our gear and he grabbed a skate and he threw it at me and it was just like you know he just and there was times where I would do the same to him it was just um, we, we didn't wear any gear or anything we didn't wear shin pads and Johnny would shoot it between my legs to try and score and hit me in the shin or you know it was just like all the games were just a full out war and uh, but it was you know that's it's just so much fun and uh so we, we had a blast and uh, we still talk about those days so it was it was great oh it's a great memory yeah. growing up so finishing off uh you know obviously an unbelievable midget year you ended up uh, finishing the year in the oj uh playing got your first taste of junior a mm-hmm. uh t- t- tell us briefly about that yeah it was great um uh you know i got I can't remember how many games I got, um, and then I played a little bit in the playoffs as well. Um, we were kind of uh, affiliated with the, the Milton Merchants, they were called mm-hmm. at the time. Um, so, um, you know, where, whenever they had injuries, we would get to, to be called up. So, um, yeah, that was a great experience for me, getting a chance to play against 20-year-olds. and. What was that like, first time? I know you're a big yeah. scorer coming out of yeah. midget, yeah. young kid, and... Uh, uh, it was fun. I mean, I, I there's some guys on the team that I knew, um, but you know, you know that it's just kind of a call up. You're not on the team for that entire year, so you're just going up and trying to help them out, get some experience, and um, you know, play against men and uh, you know, try and test yourself against uh, some older guys. And I thought it was really good, and we, we you know, we had a good time with it. So obviously, you know, coming from the center of the hockey universe, uh, the Ontario Hockey League comes calling, but you know, not the only path that a lot of players mm-hmm. are taking currently. And, you know, you, you, when did you get the, okay, I don't know, I want to continue with my hockey career, but, you know, your path, uh, it obviously changed. Yeah. Like many hockey players' paths. Like, what were you, what was your thoughts at this age? You know, coming out of midget, what you want to do? Are you going to go play here? Are you going to go play there? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, school was always really important for me and, um, you know, and for my parents as well. And, my dad, having been through, uh, you know, he played in the OHL and he went through that entire process and then bounced around in the minors a little bit and didn't end up being, you know, full-time NHLer until kind of his, you know, third or fourth year pro. So, um, you know, he understands that, uh, you know, every a lot of things need to go right and, and timing needs to be right in order to have a pro career and have an NHL career. and. You know, we just felt like um, it'd be good for me to, to go to, to school and make sure I had my education and give me a little more time to develop. And so that was the thought process behind it. And so I went to the USHL, played a year in Sioux City. Um, Tell me about that league. That's considered a very, yeah, very it's respected good. league. Yeah, it's a good league. Um, it's fast pace. Um, you know, uh, it's, at that time, it was an older league. A lot of guys playing there at 19 and 20 and then going to college after that. So um, it, it was a, a fast-paced league, and, uh, you know, it was a tough league to produce in, and, you know, I felt like it helped me grow. Um, 
And uh, so during my time there, um, I got a chance to go to see some different schools and college know. offers started yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah. How and old were you at the time? Uh, Sixteen. Yeah. Um, and so uh, you know, when I got a chance to visit some of these schools, uh, Wisconsin was kind of number one on my list. There's a few that I bounced around, but um, just having the feel to go through, like just having the feel of it, um, Wisconsin seemed like the best fit for me and. And then uh, actually Cody Golabeff and Brendan Smith, who I had played minor hockey, minor hockey with, actually committed there as well. So we were all pretty excited to, to be going to, you know, into the same class. And, um, and then it got to the point, I mean, I, uh, I finished you my – committed. Yeah, committed I committed. I, yeah, go yeah, I was going to go to college. Then. And um, I finished my 16-year-old year, and uh, I um, – at 17, I, I, I didn't really want to go back to where I was. Um, you know, I, I, it was the first time I'd been away from my family. And, um, you know, I, I so we had toyed around with maybe trying to go to uh, Wisconsin early. Um, but, um, you know, that wasn't really a possibility. I was going to, you know, finish my schooling early, um, accelerate everything. And, uh, and then um, when London came calling and, you know, I had a chance to go watch a game there. And the Memorial Cup the year prior, and they were losing a lot of their their top players and Dale um, Mark Hunter. Uh, yeah, I've had the yeah. opportunity to visit and spend some time. Yeah, with their team, they're quite charming and it's quite a facility. Yeah, for there. sure, it's great. I mean, in terms of being a pro hockey player, it's kind of right there. And um, you know, Mark was always so supportive of me in terms of when I was in Sioux City. He he'd come watch me play, um, you know, three four times, and you know it's. It's not an easy thing to do to come from London to Sioux City, Iowa, and you know watch a kid play, a 16-year-old kid play, and um, you know he's such a hard worker, and um, you know I really felt like uh, you know they were going to be really supportive of me and uh, you know help me reach another level in my career, and um, when I uh, you know just talking with them and the opportunity I had in London, and uh, I just didn't really feel like it was something I could pass up, and. Uh, Turns out it was a great decision. Um, you know, I love my time there. Um, they gave me a great opportunity to play important minutes as a 17-year-old, and uh, really helped me develop my game. And you know, it got me, uh, uh, you know, drafted high, and um, you know, all that kind of stuff that goes into it. And it was just, it was a great year. I, I learned a lot playing for the for for Mark and for da and for Dale. And um, Dale's a you know, fantastic coach. Um, he understands the pro game better than anybody having played so many games in NHL. And, um, he taught me so much about being a pro player and, uh, um, he really played me to my strengths and allowed me to, to, to reach another level. So I'm very appreciative of my time there. It's amazing when you can get those people and you know, some players are lucky enough to get a couple of those guys. Maybe some of them get one and some get none. And mm. he is a yeah. great coach and yeah. like, you know, helping you learn to be a pro player and fill in the blanks of all the things that you need to do to be successful so that's awesome to see you had some you know some pretty pretty amazing teammates to play with as well and uh what do we consider nhl superstars yeah let's talk about your line a little bit yeah no uh obviously pat kane um he's since he's been in the league he's been one of the best players in the league pretty much every year um, let's talk about him a little bit you know pat Obviously, he's a veteran player yeah. now, Stanley Cup champion, yeah. and has had an illustrious career, still going strong. For sure. Um, what was he like as a junior guy on and off the ice? Well, I, you know, like I said, I mean, um, he's one of those guys that uh, 
he worked at you know those small areas of of his game to make him a better a better hockey player and um, you know those things might not be as noticeable he's, you know he's not one of those guys that was going to be on the bike you know freshening himself for a half an hour or whatever but he's always working on his hands making sure his his hands were sharp and he he held himself to a very high standard when it came to playing games and uh, you know I remember earlier in the year um, he had you know maybe a point and a half a game through the first uh, 10 games or so he's playing 15 points and um, he wasn't happy with it and you know that's a good number for an OHL player in their first season and um, I probably had more than that to be honest he's probably had 20 points in the 10 games and he still wasn't happy with it and you know you see what he ends up with I think he had 150 uh, points in, in 50 games or something like that because he missed time for the, the world juniors and he just always held himself to a really high standard uh, when it came to playing the game and um, you know it's allowed him to have a ton of success he's he's very confident in his ability and um, you know, he, and he puts in the time to, to continue to get better. And, um, you know, I think over the years, he just continues to mature. And, um, you know, I think uh, he's turning into more of a leader there. And uh, obviously with winning the Stanley Cups, I mean, he's got so much uh, on his hockey resume that it's just, you know, you know, it's, I'm happy for him and it's, and it's great to see. And uh, he's a guy I still keep in touch with. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's obviously great to see him do well. I tell you, with that, uh, he better buy you dinner, and maybe he, he might have to give you four percent of his next contract. Yeah, that's, uh, that'd be nice. I tell you, um, yeah. for those who don't know, uh, Sammy's dad now I think works for the Bobby Orr Group as a, as yeah. a player yeah. representative, yeah. a player agent, and uh, that was uh, that was very well said. So obviously, um, London was a springboard. It, it allowed you to get recognized and we, we have to talk about it for sure is you know recognized by your country and getting the opportunity sure. to, to try out for a position and uh, let's just talk a little bit about that what's your first memory Did, was it a letter was it a phone call that you're getting an invite to, well you, was you 18 or you 17 yeah, first so you 17 I played for team Ontario and then you uh, 18 I actually I went to the summer camp uh, it's uh, the tournament right before the season believe it was the Ivan Holenka and uh, I got cut from that team which was a surprise um, to me at least and then uh, I went people don't realize that yeah, say like yeah. the players that are the best in the best yeah everybody well, has a story of adversity for everybody. sure I mean I, I, I grew up playing against a lot of these guys and um, so you know when I got cut from the team it was it was a surprise um, but you know, and it, at that age, it hurts a lot. I mean, it's all—it's all your, all your buddies are going to, you know, going overseas to play in this tournament for their country, and and you get left out. So, do you remember what they said to you? Um, I don't. Uh, I just remember they—they, they, uh, I think they just said they were going to go a different way, and you know, just keep working hard, and you know, maybe next time type of thing. And so I went to London, played three months there, and then made the under twenty team. <laughs> As a, as a 17 year old so yeah um you know i i i think uh and that was a great experience i mean getting the chance to play in the world juniors as a 17 year old and um you know play for a country at any time is is incredible um, you're a real young guy on yeah that team yeah too as well. yeah and um you know we, we we won the gold medal so um who's on that team jonathan taves um carrie price uh chris letang uh Cogli andrew cogliano 
Um, Which was, boy, did, did he have wheels. Still has wheels, but yeah. boy, could he skate. Oh, yeah, back that, then. Boy, I mean, he could skate. Yeah, it was, it was incredible watching him. But, yeah, we had a really good team. Was that the year of the shootout? The multi-shootout? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, quite a display. Yeah, I was sitting on the bench, and um, Craig Hartsburg was our coach, and I played against him. He was the coach of Sault Ste. Marie, and I had scored in the shootout like um, like a week prior uh, against them. Uh, before we left for Royal Juniors. So I'm sitting on the bench and I hadn't played in a long time. I, I, I didn't play the entire third or overtime. And I'm kind of thinking like, is he going to make me shoot here? Like I'm cold and, you know, I haven't been in the game at all. Like that's, and he didn't, I didn't end up shooting. And uh, um, I think Cog scored and then J uh, Johnny Tay scored three times. And it's still an amazing yeah, moment. I still incredible. remember that. I still yeah. remember the Royal yeah. Junior moment. Yeah. I'd have been ready if they made me shoot, but it, it would have been tough. I would have been a little cold, but um, yeah, no, it was, it was pretty cool. Well, yeah. Awesome players and awesome experiences yeah. to, to do that. So after that World Juniors, um, we'll come back to the NHL draft, but you, you had an opportunity to also represent your cat uh, in a special event, uh, the Canada Russia series, mm -hmm. and it was sure one that uh, was sure one that I remembered. Yeah, no, it was cool. Um, uh, I think uh, coming off the World Juniors and then getting a chance to do that, um, I knew my, my role was going to change a little bit, like with having you know some of the older guys uh, graduate. And uh, um, you know I got a chance to play with some really good players. I think I was playing center with um, uh, Milan Lucic and Claude Giroux for most of the tournament. Not a bad line. Yeah, and then I had some – Johnny was sprinkled in a little bit with us as well, so I obviously had some chemistry with him from playing minor hockey with him. And, um, yeah, it, w it was a great experience, um, you know, getting to go over, see some cities in Russia. and then, and then What the, city was the event in? There was two games in Omsk and two games in Ufa, I believe. Right. And then we came back home and we played in, uh, I want to say, Montreal, um, Toronto, mm -hmm. and then Red Deer. Um, Brent Sutter is our coach. We played in Red Deer and then uh, Vancouver to finish it. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great experience. Uh, obviously, playing with a lot of great players and um, like you, Sean, in that tournament. You, yeah, you were like, 15 plus points. I think you're MVP of the whole event. Yeah, and uh, it was a special experience, and it really I think it gave you a lot of confidence to catapult you to that next step and with that confidence. Yeah, I mean, um, I think. I've always been a guy that the more I play games, just the better I feel just from uh, just getting my feel back. Um, I, I need to play games in order to, to get that. So, um, you know, in that tournament, it was, uh, you know, you get a couple exhibition games and then, you know, you get going playing games and, you know, I started to feel really good and then um, come to my NHL camp and I just, I felt great right out of the get go. And, um, before you know, we get to, yeah. before we get to that, let's just yeah. talk about the NHL draft. Yeah, like so many accomplishments as a young player, and so many triumphs, yeah. and a little bit of a bump in the road, yeah. which uh, which helps us all as fuel. Yeah. Draft draft day, obviously, yeah. you know you're going to get drafted, and you know what's the mindset? What's the mindset of any preferences? And I want to know what what it felt like the moment you heard your name. Well, I, you know, you go through the, the NHL combine and meet with teams and, uh, and then talk to your agent about it. And, um, I, you know, I, I, uh, 
just from talking with them, I had the sense I was going to go anywhere from like the fourth pick to the eighth pick. Uh, ended up going right in the middle at the sixth um, to uh, to Edmonton. Um, but yeah, you certainly play those all out in your head. I mean, um, it's it's one of those things that um, whoever you get picked by that day that changes your life forever. I mean, um, I, I look back at I get picked by Edmonton, and um, you know I meet my wife from Edmonton. Now we have three kids, and um, it just it changes everything, right? So. Um, you know, I was obviously very excited to be drafted by uh, a Canadian team, and um, you know, Edmonton had just been to the Cup final a year prior to that, so um, it was all very exciting, and uh, um, it was just a matter of at that time just trying to get ready for the season. Then I, I felt like um, I was probably going to go back to London, um, but you know, I wanted to give myself the best opportunity to try and make the team and. I still remember Sammy when you came to camp. Yeah, like literally the first time you stepped yeah. on the ice yeah. in Edmonton. I was fortunate enough to be there at the time. And man, like for those of you that don't know Sam uh, without his gear, but he's a young-looking guy. Yeah. Like he, he looks like he could have suited up for his local midget team, yeah. not giant. Yeah, you like you look like you could have been one of the kids in the dressing room. You're literally yeah, like you're with a bunch of men. Yeah, no, you. for sure. I, and and at that time, um, there wasn't many. Uh, I mean, it's changed now. Like a lot of 18, 19, 20-year-olds are in the league, but that time it wasn't really the case. Um, and, um, you know, I remember coming to camp, you know, feeling like really young, but at the same time, I, I had a ton of confidence from playing in that Canada-Russia series, and I had played a ton of games, and um, I think that preseason was probably my best preseason to date just from I came in feeling confident and playing a ton of games. So um, I got off to a, a hot start in camp, and then, um, you know, I just kind of tried to check off every box and uh, ended up making the team. And then – When did you find out? When did they say, hey, kid, it, you're not going back right was, now? Well, it was it was the day before the first game, and I, and I still hadn't uh, – I didn't have a contract. And if I was going to play in any games – um, I needed a contract, so my agent called me and said, "Hey, they want to sign you and give you a chance to play in the, in the, you know, first, uh, give you the nine-game tryout or whatever sure. it was at that time." And then, um, so obviously, super exciting as an 18-year-old to get a chance to play in the NHL. It's like something you dream about. And then uh, things went really well early on. Um, I was playing with uh, uh, at that time. I know Cogs was on my line. I, I, I don't know if I was playing with Robert Nielsen yet. Um, I think that was later in the year, yeah. but um, we uh, we got off to a hot start, actually, and uh, produced early. And then I think it was about seven games in, and Mac T, uh, we were just skating around at a pregame warm-up, and he's like, how do you feel? Um, I, I said, uh, he's like, do you feel like you belong? And I said, yeah, I feel feel really good. He's like, yeah, you do belong. You're, you're staying. And so at that moment, I knew I was going to be there the whole year. And it was just, and it's a great feeling. I mean, you work your entire life to make the NHL. And um, so, I, you know, it's super exciting and, uh, you know, happy it worked out the way it did. First game, who'd you play? San Jose. Beat them in, uh, in a shootout. Um, I remember uh, I got an assist on a goal by Tom Gilbert. Um, Who Fox. later would become a... A roommate times yeah, two. Uh, yeah, yeah. Been over to the over to the young boys' palace. Yeah, time. yeah. No, it's um, 
uh, it was cool how it worked out. Actually, it was uh, former University of Wisconsin. Player, yeah, yeah, that's matter. right. It, the connections just don't stop. Yeah, eh? so Gibby scored, and it was assisted by me and Cogs, and uh, and then uh, like a few weeks later, we decided to live together. I I um uh, when I got told I was staying, and Andrew got told he was staying, um, all three of us didn't have a place, and uh, Ethan Morrow actually approached us and said, "Hey, I I got a house." Um, and yeah yeah exactly and uh we're not we're not living in it. it's sitting empty if you guys want to live in it which is obviously uh you know he's our captain at the time it's um you know pretty impressive of him to do that um and uh so yeah the three of us lived together um i didn't know what i was doing uh, away from home i'm sure if you talk to tom um it was a nightmare to live with me in terms of um you know my habits in terms of eating and cleaning and you know everything that goes along with that but um you know he was a great older guy to live with and he helped keep me and cogs in line well the best memory is and i was fortunate to come by a few times but you know we talk about the advent of video games and things but boy the matches and the setup you guys had with the nhl games Mm -hmm. like yeah you know Kids don't play video games except all your NHL superstars. Boy, you guys were good. You yeah. guys uh, used to pound pound them out. Yeah. First NHL goal. Uh, it was in Calgary at the Saddle Dome um, against Mika Kiprasov. Um, Matt Green shot one from the point. It got blocked, and uh, Hork uh, was my center that game, and had the presence of mind to tip it over to me on the uh, the left wing flank, and I one timed in the net and. Yeah, special feeling. I mean, that was my first, I think, Hockey Night in Canada game, um, you know, playing in uh, in uh, Calgary there. So, uh, great feeling and uh, moment you never forget. Absolutely. Pretty strong year playing on the kid line as with Cogs and with Nielsen. 49 points. That's the uh, youngest player in the NHL mm-hmm. by, by far. Mm-hmm. And uh, a strong campaign. You got picked to be in the Young Stars game. Um, during the all-star uh, yeah. weekend what uh, what you remember from that who was in your game oh that's uh yeah a long time ago yeah, eh? a long time ago um oh yeah. seven oh eight yeah so it was all those you know first year guys i mean um nick backstrom uh was uh, was there uh, Latang, david perron um pat kane jonathan taves um I'm trying to think who else but uh eric johnson i remember was on our team i but yeah, it was um, it was a lot of fun. Obviously, great experience getting to be around some of the best players in the league at All Star Weekend. Hork was our representative. He was having a great year, and uh, so yeah, it was a ton of fun. No, fantastic. So you know, a lot of players never get to accomplish this in a career, but you know, the next season you got your first NHL hat trick. Remember about that? What do you remember? Um, in Colorado, is I, that, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think so. Um, yeah, I've always had. I don't know why. I maybe playing the altitude, but I've had some good games in Colorado, and uh, yeah, um, four points, three plus one. It yeah, was a good night. yeah, it was a good night. Um, I think uh, a few of them on the power play. Um, remember, Alice Kotalik uh, factoring in on a couple of them, and um, yeah, it was it was a fun night. Um, I think uh, it's a tough league to score in, so anytime you can get three in a game, kind of helps settle you in. No, absolutely. Yeah. You know, obviously an awesome start to your NHL career, incredible junior career, winning gold with Canada, 
winning the Russia series, lots of great things are happening. Hockey's not all ups. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's just yeah. not always, you know, running away. And, you know, you, you have to face a lot of adversity in your career, and you still do as a, as a professional hockey player. You know, injuries, uh, situations as you move forward. Um, do you remember your first, you know, NHL, you know, when it, when you got hurt for the first time? Uh, I don't know. I've had a couple uh, high ankle sprains. I had the uh, surgery on my, my tendon uh, in my hand when it got sliced. Um, Freak accident. Yeah, yeah. I've, you know, torn my meniscus um, before and, uh, um, you know, you know, miss some games here and there for some minor things, but um, yeah, I mean, I think anytime you go through an injury, it's uh, it's a tough thing to go through, and it's a, you know, when you're away from the team, trying to get healthy, um, it always sucks. But at the same time, I think it teaches you a lot about how to take care of your body, and uh, you know, I feel like at the point I'm at in my career now, um, I understand a lot more about um, what it takes to stay healthy. And uh, the amount of work that has to go into it uh, in order to feel healthy every night, um, and uh, I think uh, all those things they just help you moving forward. And um, you know, I feel fortunate to have gone through some of those uh, things uh, in my career. Without a doubt, um, I have to talk about this. Just being there and and watching it live right from the press box at Center Ice. Um, October 26, uh, 22nd, uh, 2011, uh, Chicago Blackhawks are in town. Um, probably, Sammy, one of the best hockey games. You know, I know you played a lot of great hockey games, yeah. but from a point production, uh, eight points. Like, it was like any time you touched the puck, something was was happening. What's your recollection of that day? What you, well, first of all, it just seemed like a normal day. What did you have as your pregame meal? Because yeah. that, was, that was a special day. Yeah, no, I, well, I, I had, I got hurt earlier in that year. Um, and then, uh, I was playing for a few months and I did, I didn't really feel right. And, uh, uh, just trying to get back to feeling like myself. That and was like October 22nd. I think when you came back, yeah, the, yeah. Lineup, the game was in like February. Yeah. It was like February yeah. 2nd yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I think yeah. it was Groundhog Day. Actually, yeah, yeah, to tell you the yeah, truth. yeah. Um, I remember we just, um, we just had a, a break. And uh, so we came off the break and uh, we were in Mexico for the break and just kind of getting some sun and relaxing and recovering. And then um, came back, had one game, felt pretty good, uh, got an assist, I think. And then um, uh, the next game, um, I was playing with Hall and uh, Everly. And uh, um, well, not early in the game, actually, it was switched to that in the second period. I remember not having a great first and then they uh tom rennie changed the lines and uh put me halsey and everly together and we just kind of took off and it was just one of those nights where uh everything went in and um you know we were all feeling it and you know the game just felt really slow and you know i was just kind of letting things come to me and um you know people talk about being in the zone and uh you know i remember one of the points i uh um hall Halsey and, and Abs were kind of way up the ice and I was way behind the play and I just I felt no rush to get up the ice I just kind of was like kind of gliding up the ice where a lot of times you're like I got to get up in the play and and I remember just being relaxed and 
and then they kind of did their thing and hit me late and I made a play and we end up scoring and I get another point. It's just sometimes um, you just have those nights where, you know, everything goes in for you. You have that feeling that nothing can go wrong. And uh, that night was one of those nights. So definitely a, a you know a special night. Well, I tell you, I, I don't think it's changed either, but mm. uh, 13 players in the entire history of the NHL mm. have achieved that, yeah. that target. I think, uh, yeah. Everybody remembers Daryl Sittler yeah. from way back when, but that that was an amazing accomplishment. And uh, you know, watching you at your best, you know, and some pretty big names, you know, tied Wayne Gretzky, yeah. tied Paul Coffey, some pretty uh, important Edmonton Oilers. It was uh, it was something it was something awesome to see. Um, shootouts, you have that move, yeah. and uh, it's one of the best shootout moves I've ever seen. Like, obviously, there's a lot of quick hands. How did you develop that? Obviously, how'd you practice that? Very, very hard to stop. Yeah, well, I started the the, the first move I was doing. I started it in junior and uh, um, had a lot of success with it. So when I brought it to NHL, it was still relatively new. And um, it's just kind of uh, developed from there. And then, you know, the one I've been doing the last few years with the backhand toe drag, it was just um, – I tried it in practice where I did a backhand toe drag and the goalie um, – would always get there, but just a little late. So I was like, oh, maybe if I go back to my forehand, I'll have an empty net. So I started working at it and and uh, got clean with it, and um, you know was able to have some success with it. Um, but yeah, it's just a matter of trying different things in practice and and working on your hands and making sure you're sharp. And then um, you know when you go into a shootout, you're uh, it's one on one with the goalie, but there's 18,000 people watching, so yeah, you better feel sharp and better feel confident with it. So that was kind of my mindset. I worked really hard at it to make sure I was ready. And um, I think, uh, you know, there's less shootouts now just because of three on three overtime. Things uh, don't get to that point as much, but you always want to be ready when you get the shot. You know, without a doubt. Um, one of the, the truisms of hockey and of NHL hockey and hockey at any level, but it's a business and sometimes it's a business that uh, doesn't take feelings into consideration <laughs> teams and organizations and they make decisions and you know you've you've had the opportunity to spend a, a large part of your, your your career with the Edmonton Oilers uh, you're beloved in Edmonton you met your wife your kids but hockey's a business and uh, trades happen mm -hmm. and you've had that opportunity like I just want you to talk a little bit about that like as a player what it feels like had the opportunity to play for several organizations with you know some success and some transition. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, uh, when I got traded out of Edmonton the first time, I felt like it was a probably a good thing for me, um, just you know based on how things had gone, and um, you know I think it can really help you grow uh, to be in some different situations. Um, you know, I think uh, getting traded to to Arizona, um, you know, you, you just you want to go in and, and have a good start and make sure that uh, you get off on the right foot and that didn't really happen for me. Um, you know, it, it took me, uh, you know, till about halfway through the season to really feel comfortable. I think, um, you know, I'm a guy who really feeds off of uh, emotions when I play and uh, I, I think um, getting traded to, you know, a market like that, um, it, it just, it, it was an adjustment and uh, so, you know, it took about halfway through the year but then I felt comfortable and um, you know, I, I felt like I played really well the second half and then um, ended up getting traded to Philly. 
uh, that summer, which was a surprise. But, um, you know, you just try and kind of roll with the punches. My uh, wife was pregnant, and we were planning on having a baby in Arizona, and then you got to kind of change your plans. And we had the, had our, our first boy, Cooper, uh, in Toronto, and then ended up driving down to Philly. And uh, year didn't get off to the start that I had hoped. And um, then um, I got sent down to the minors kind of middle of the way through the year. Um, but, you know, I just wanted to keep working on my game and felt like I came up and uh, did a really good job of, uh, you know, helping that team win games. And we ended up making the playoffs for the first time in my career and um, had a ton of fun playing the playoffs there. So that was, a, you know, it was a great year. Um, and then uh, that summer, um, had a hard time finding a job. Um, and then um, when August rolled around, uh, still didn't have anything and uh, Columbus came calling. Um, I remember um, having a talk with uh, with Torts um, prior to signing there, and um, it was going to be for league minimum. Um, but you know, for me, I just wanted to play. And uh, when I talked to Torts, he's like, "I'm going to give you every opportunity to play an offensive role," and uh, that's all I wanted. And uh, um, he was true to his word. Um, you know, just like I. I talked to some people about him and everyone said the same thing that you know he might be a little crazy but if he tells you something then uh he's not lying to you so he was very true to his word he gave me an opportunity to play you had a fantastic yeah, season yeah. I think what 50 points I think that year yeah that 50 points and, your contract out yeah of that, I think, and, I and our team had a our team had 110 points we went on a 16 game win streak at a point during that year um yeah and it so was we, a, we have we have to like the listeners, they, they want to know about this. Yeah. What's the biggest, tor- you know, John Tortorella story? Yeah. You've got to have, like, just, just, there's probably a lot, but just pick one and just give us a little, like, when he was maybe not happy. Or, well, or he I, was I just happy. think, like, you know, Torts always said to me, just, um, there might be nights when, you know, I, I fly off the handle or whatever, because that's the kind of person he is. He's very emotional, and that's what makes him a good coach. But he said, just to make sure to listen to the words and, and not listen to the delivery sometimes and uh, just take the message out of it. And uh, I think the year, as the year progresses, you understand that um, he's never being malicious and he's never holding a grudge or anything. He's just emotional about the game and he wants, wants you to be better. And, um, you know, you, you'd, uh, you'd come to the rink the next day after getting yelled at or whatever and it's like you would forget that it even happened, you know, which is... Personally, I think it's a great trait in a coach. Um, you know, I think uh, things happen during the year where, you know, players have bad nights or, uh, you know, or really good nights or whatever, and you have to make sure that, uh, you know, you're um, just looking at the, the bigger picture, and, and uh, Torch does a really good job of that. And um, I enjoyed playing for him. I thought, uh, you know, it, obviously my best uh, year statistically. Um, but... Um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, and uh, you know it was it was a great year for me. No kidding. So, biggest advice, mm-hmm. and this is a hard thing for hockey players to talk about. You've had a ton of success, world class performances, gold medal performances, um, the best of the best. You as a player, when things are going great, things are going great. But through these transitions, these trades, playing for league minimum, having to prove yourself, getting yeah. sent down to the minors, back to the NHL. What advice can you give players, young players, pro players? What helped you get through it? 
Well, I just think you have to continue to enjoy it. Um, I, you know, I still have a great passion for the game. I, I, you know, I still enjoy it even, you know, after bouncing around like I have and being up and down uh, to the minors. Um, I still love the game and I still work really hard at it. And uh, you have to continue to do that. Um, and then um, I think uh, you, you have to believe in yourself. I mean, um, you know, there's times where, you know, I felt like, uh, you know, it's uh, it's never going to happen again. Um, I mean, I had, um, you know, the year I had in Philly where I didn't have a great year and then I had a hard time finding a job. And then I actually had a bad start in Columbus where I got scratched the third game in and I was worried about getting sent down again. And then um, I have a great support system in my wife and my family and my parents and um, all my friends that uh, really helped me through those types of things. And, uh, you know, I kept pushing, kept working hard, and then Torts gave me an opportunity like he said he would. And, uh, you know, I helped that team reach another level. And, uh, and I had a great year personally. And um, I think that just gives you confidence, helping you believe in yourself even more, even when you do go through some adversity. And uh, some of the adversity I've been through the last few years, um, you know, I draw on those experiences. I think... Uh, you know, I still believe in myself as a player. Um, you know, I know when uh, organizations go through change and, um, you know, there's there's times when, uh, you know, the you have a losing season or anything like that. Um, sometimes you, uh, you get caught in it and you just got to keep believing in yourself and keep working hard. I still... I still believe that I'm an NHL player and that I can be effective at that level and, and, and help a team have success and help a team win. Um, you know, I, 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 like I said, um, nobody thought I could do it after Philly and I got an opportunity to prove it in, in uh, Columbus. And, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, for myself, I'm, I'm going to continue to work hard as long as I have the passion for the game, which I still do. And, uh, you know, I enjoy going to the rink every day and trying to get better. And uh, you just got to be kind of ready for, you know, any opportunity that comes your way. And, um, you know, I, I, that's kind of my mindset. Um, I'm just going to keep pushing and look forward to the next opportunity and uh, just enjoy myself along the way. Watch you come in as an 18-year-old, getting an opportunity to work with you and then being able to work with you today, for yeah. example. Yeah. Um, your skills are still there, Sammy, and I think you still have a lot great things to give to the game yeah. growing up favorite hockey player i guess yeah like, and you, you, you give your dad a flyer because you know, yeah i, I yeah, can't say him you can't say yeah him. i can't say him i, I love this game um obviously and uh um you know I, I i love everything he taught me about the game but um my favorite uh player growing up was peter forsberg i just loved kind of his mix of what he brought you know he's such a skilled player um so good and, yeah and produced uh, at a high level but he was so competitive and uh competed and uh you know so hard to play against and um it's uh you know he was he was a lot of fun to watch so i was always um when i wasn't watching my dad play it was always the you know the avalanche and watching all those series against the red wings back in the day that was kind of my team that i followed closely players today that you just like not that you're supposed to be watching but you just admire like man these guys can play yeah um you know Sidney Crosby is probably number one and just in terms of uh um you know he's got a lot of Forsberg in him where uh he's super talented and uh 
creates so much offense, but he competes and uh, he's hard to play against. And you know, he's a winner and um, he's he's kind of number one. And then you know, obviously getting a chance to see Connor close up. Um, you know, I, I saw him a bit when he was a kid and he's at another level. And then you see him at the NHL and he does some does some things that you shouldn't be allowed to do at this level. Um, it's the best league in the world and he kind of just toys with it at times. So he's impressive to watch. I, I love watching Kaner because, um, you know, he just, uh, you know, everyone's talking about, you know, the league being fast and uh, how it keeps getting faster, but, you know, he finds a way to slow it down. And, uh, you know, that's an impressive trade. I mean, Nikita Kucherov is a great example of that as well. Um, so I think, uh, you know, there's a ton of good players. The, the, grand, the, the game is in a great place. Um, it's a lot of fun to watch for, for people, and you just want to continue to try and, um, you know, uh, like uh, as players, you just want to keep growing the sport because it's a it's an unbelievable game. And, uh, you know, I think uh, any anybody that gets a chance to watch it kind of firsthand, um, you know, gets blown away by it. So, uh, you know, I, I think uh, game's in a great spot. There's a lot of great players and, um, uh, you know, some more coming up. So it's, uh, toughest, it's fun. Toughest D you've ever played against, toughest goalie. Doesn't have to be NHL. Ooh. Toughest D. Who gave you just fits? Like. Well, I remember early in my career, Robin Regeer was one of those guys that just, you know. Hammer he would, on, Well, yeah. you would drive down the right wing, and then he would just kind of grab, just before the rules were changed a little bit, he'd just kind of grab you and just take you into the end wall, and there's nothing you could do once you were grabbed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're going with some speed, too. No offensive holding flag yeah, in the NFL I'm games. I'm sure. Right? I mean, Alex Hemsky would probably say the same thing. Um he, th- th- there's a guy, yeah. an underrated guy. Boy, that guy could play in space. Yeah, in his he, prime. he oh, was un- yeah, Al- absolutely. Alex was unbelievable. And he took a beating um, and just kept coming. So uh, he was impressive to watch when I was coming to the league. But, um, yeah, no, Robin Regeer was a, tough guy, a really tough guy to play against coming to the league just because he, he just – every time he got a chance, he finished you. And, uh, you what know, about these goalies? Like, okay, Sammy, we're not going to fall for these – 7,000 mile an hour hands and he moves. Yeah. Like, uh, Luongo got me a couple times um, early in my career when I, you know, did my moves. He kind of robbed me on the goal line type of thing. Um, you know, Carey Price is a goalie I've always had a hard time scoring against. Uh, um, I had a, I have a ton of respect for uh, Sergei Bobrovsky for the, the year I, I got to play with him. Um, his work ethic is second to none. Um, he's always putting in the time to, to make himself a better goalie, and um, you see the levels he's been able to stand, sustain the last number of years. It's pretty impressive. Uh, so he's uh, he's another one for me. Mom and dad obviously had to, you know, thank God for hockey moms and your dad's NHL career, but in order for you to get to the rink and get fed, obviously did an amazing job. We have to talk a little bit, tiny bit about your sisters. One former hockey player, Dartmouth, Big Green Machine, and uh, the other, a very accomplished actress. Yeah. Uh, just briefly talk about them. Yeah, my sisters are great. They're so supportive of everything that I do. Um, I don't get to see them as much as I, I would like just from us being in different places. Uh, my little, my my middle sister, Jessica, is in Toronto now. Uh, like you said, she played four years at uh, Dartmouth uh, and uh, you know works for RBC now, and she's doing great things. She's, she's the smartest one of the family. You and, also have... Somebody that's very talented in the in the arts. Yeah, as well, yeah. Family. And then my little sister, I don't know where she gets it from, Renee. Um, uh, you know, if you heard uh, my sister Jessica sing, um, 
uh, Jessica would be mad that I'm saying this because she thinks she's a great singer, but um, I don't know how uh, Renee got her talent. Um, but she, uh, um, I got a chance to, to see her perform um, a couple of years ago, and I was blown away with, uh, you know, just her, her voice. And um, as she continues to add, uh, you know, different skills to her um her repertoire and um she works so hard at it she's very passionate about it and uh she's just you know looking for her big break out there in new york city and um you know so proud of her for how hard she's worked and you know jessica as well i mean she's married now and um uh so uh, you know she's uh, they're both just such great people and um you know i'm proud to have them as my sisters you uh some people say you won the lottery. I like to think that there was a lot of school, uh, a, a lot of skill, that, that you married a wonderful woman yeah. and three wonderful kids right now. We have to mention her. Edmonton yeah. girl, fantastic. Uh, did you win the lottery? Or oh, absolutely. Um, she is, uh, she's incredible. Um, you know, I, she just continues to impress me um, more and more. I mean, obviously, uh you know, with everything she went through with her schooling and, uh, she, you know, she, uh, went through, um, uh, uh, medical school and then did a residency and she's a family doctor. And, and then I, you know, made her move, uh, to the States so she couldn't work. And then, um, now we have, uh, we had our first boy Cooper and then our second son Beckham. And then our, we just had our daughter Callie two weeks ago. And in the process of having the three kids, we've moved around five six times and uh my wife never complains um she's always just so positive about it and looking to find solutions and help support me and uh um you know i'm so impressed by kind of her outlook on life and and um how uh how she's so resilient and just keeps uh just keeps on going and um you know our, our kids are, are are very lucky to have her as their mother and um, you know, having kids now, it's, uh, it's been just a incredible experience. Um, you know, my boys are, it seems like they're growing up at an incredible rate and, um, gives you perspective yeah, when you come home, hockey's no, just sure. the game and for sure. family's the life. And I know that through your ups and downs of your career and your successes and your adversity, she's always been there. She's been there for a long time and it's just, it's, it's, it's awesome to see Sammy. It's just absolutely mm. awesome to see your family grow and, uh, probably the most important decision that anybody could make is who they spend the rest of their life with. And I Absolutely. think you chose very wisely. Yeah. Favorite food. Let's find, let's talk about this. What's your favorite, what's your favorite thing? One uh, meal. What could you have? I don't know, man. Uh, probably a good steak. Um, I, I like to keep it pretty clean with what I eat. Um, so, uh, you know, steak kind of, kind of covers a lot of different bases and uh, I like a good steak. Great. Um, favorite place you traveled and favorite place you'd like to travel to? Well, we haven't had a chance to travel much with the, you know, having the kids and moving around a lot the last number of years. Home Depot, Bed, yeah, bed Bath yeah, & Beyond yeah, and the baby pretty, store, basically. Pretty much. I think um, we, we'd like to travel to uh, the Amalfi Coast at some point, get a chance to see that. We've heard great things. Um, uh, favorite place we've traveled thus far? 
not sure. Our, our, the hockey travels have taken us a lot of different places. Um, I think playing in Austria was a f- cool experience when I played there. During Langford, the lockout, was, yeah. was Manny Vilos there? Yeah, when you he were was. There? He was. Yeah. yeah, Manny used to send a lot of his uh, national team players to our Stockholm yeah. camp. He's, yeah. he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a very good man. Um, so, you know, we got to travel around Europe a little bit when I was playing there, which is pretty cool. Uh, went to St. Lucia for our honeymoon, which was great. Um, yeah, that was a cool experience. But, uh, yeah, I think when I'm done playing, we're going to do a lot of traveling. But uh, for now, it's just kind of – it's all been put on hold with the kids and with hockey and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. No, amazing. If you weren't a hockey player, what would you be? I've got no clue. I've uh, kind of been all I've thought about since I was 10 years old was being a hockey player and uh, never really had a plan B. Um, so seems to work out all right. Yeah, no, it's worked out. Focused. Um, so I'm sure, I'm sure when I'm done playing, I'll stay in the game in some capacity. Um, but yeah, no, I, I never really thought about anything else. Favorite movie. Favorite movie. Uh, I'd say Goodwill Hunting. So it's a favorite of mine. I've seen it a bunch of times. Yeah. Great show. Best piece of advice you could give yourself in your youth. In my youth. If you could go back and talk to Sammy. As a, as a young kid, listen, this is the one thing I want you to understand. Yeah. What would you say? I would say just roll with the punches and enjoy the process. I mean, um, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs, and, uh, you know, you can't let it define you as a person. Um, you just got to keep growing. I think I've I've learned it a lot as I've as I've gone along here, and I feel like I'm a way better person and, and player for having gone through uh, everything that I've gone through. Um but, you know, there's times uh, early in your career uh, when things happen, you feel like it's the end of the road or end of the world, and it's not, you know. Um, there's still a lot uh, a lot left, and you just got to keep enjoying the process and having fun with it, and uh, things always seem to work out in the end. It's amazing. If out of the three kids, obviously we've talked about four, but uh, they're going to choose their own path. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, would you like to see them involved in sports and hockey and soccer and all these different things? Well, I, I think being involved in, in team sports is a, is a good thing for kids. Um, you know, I, I think it just allows them to uh, know what it's like to be part of a team. And then, um, you know, being out and being athletic, I think it's a good thing. But in terms of hockey or anything like that, I'm going to put zero pressure on them to, to do that. And they can be involved in whatever they want. I'm going to try and get them in every sport that they can be in and they can pick the ones that they like and um you know i think uh uh yeah like, like i said i just i want them to be happy and, and um, it doesn't really matter what they do after your playing career is done which you know i think is going to be several years from now yeah. but do you have any aspirations to stay in the game or do you know have any idea what you'd like to do after the game i think so i think um you know that's uh one of the positives about uh, going through some of the adversity I've gone through in my career and, uh, you know, being sent down to the minors, um, it allows you to think about, um, you know, what can happen afterwards. There's a lot of guys that have, you know, great careers and then their career ends and don't really have any direction on where to go from there. So um, I think it allows you to focus on, on uh, life after hockey a little bit. Um, like, like you said, I still feel like I got a lot of hockey left. But, um, you know, I, you start to think about, you know, what you're going to do afterwards. And I, I, I think that I, I'd like to stay in the game and be involved in, in some capacity. Which capacity yet, I don't really know. But, um, you know, 
I still love it, so I want to be a part of it. It's part of your thing. That was amazing, Sam, and uh, really insightful and great advice and great stories to, to hear and wishing you nothing but success. <laughs>